This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, Episode 75, Coaching Call. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become Unstoppable Body and Mind. Hello, my loves. Today, I have a really fun episode. It's actually a coaching call that I did with a client this last week. I trimmed it down so that it's a little shorter and has the main points in it. But if you've been listening to the podcast, what I usually do is describe a lot of um, principles and concepts, and it may seem very logical when you're listening to it but you may not really connect how to apply it in your own life. In this call, we're talking about scarcity. She noticed um, in another area before the clip starts that um, some concerns she had with her son led to scarcity thoughts about money. So that's where we start exploring. So take a listen and see how this might apply to you in some area and see how your situation that you're dealing with right now might be similar in some ways. All right. Enjoy. I have this sort of like scarcity mindset around uh, money, like even though we have plenty, you know, like, yeah. like I do, I definitely do have like a scarcity mindset around it. And so like, I feel like that's also somewhere where my, where my brain will take. It. Yeah. Your brain is looking for those examples. Right. You know, it's like, Oh, we were worried about this with Thomas and now we can worry about the scarcity too, because Thomas relates to this other really big concern that we have, which is not enough money. So how could that, you know, how could we find examples of how we won't have enough money either? <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's totally just like that old programming that you're like, ah, oh, there you are again, scarcity. Yes. How are you feeling when when you think that, you know, when you thought that, for example, I mean, as you're telling it to me now, you're kind of like, oh, I caught that. Yeah, it's like a mixture of like anxiety. And then it's like disappointment because I have like, you know, I have yeah. dreams for my life that don't uh, have time until I'm 65. So yeah, um, like I have a different vision. Like I've, it's like a goal that I set several years ago, like after having the second kid, I was like, all right, I don't want to be doing this like full time. Like this is not, it's just not yeah. what I want, you know? So yeah, um, yeah it's, it's anxiety. Like, yeah, that like I would decide to do this, even though like I, it's interesting though, too, because I, we set ourselves up for a goal and we're like nearly at that goal. And then mm. I said, once that I get that, I hit that point, I would go like part time and I'm envisioning working like two days a week, no nights or weekends. Uh -huh. And that involves making about one third of what I make now, but uh -huh. from a cash flow perspective and from like a, what we've already saved and invested, like I, I should feel comfortable because this is what, like I set that goal as, and now I'm like, okay. you know, like, it's more like, Oh no, that's not going to be enough. So it's almost like, when's it ever going to be enough? Right. And then when I add in these like catastrophe type situations, it's like, Oh, that's not enough. Like that's not enough to cover that. Like, you know, it's just interesting. Like how it, it's akin to like the rare cancer, right? Like the rare cancer. Oh, you better have that really good health insurance or like the oh, yeah. you know, like, 
oh, your kid's going to be dysfunctional or non-functional. You better have enough money saved for your retirement and theirs. Like, it's like just so crazy. Yeah. Right. There's endless scenarios. And that's why, you know, you've probably heard where people, no matter what their number is in their bank account, they can still feel scarce. Yes. Right. Because it isn't actually the number. It's the way I'm thinking about that number. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I'm one of those people. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's really good to know, right? That um, that it's it's actually not like a money issue. It's just the thinking about the money. And do you think that you've had scarcity around money for quite a while? I'm thinking that I probably have because my aunt likes to tell this story. I was like, definitely elementary school age. I don't know exactly how old, but she asked to borrow like, I don't even know how much money it was. I told her like something like, you have to pay me back. That's for my college. So cute. (laughs) It was like, I felt like, I remember, don't take my money, you know? Well, how do you think you came by that? Do you think you were, you saw examples of that or born that way? (laughs) My lady born that way, yeah. my dad was very conservative. Like my parents were conservative in their money and their saving. Um, and he was a lawyer. He saved a lot and he, you know, but it was always kind of like, don't go into debt. Mm-hmm. Like, there's never like a recurring credit card bill, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like you pay off your credit card every month and like, kind of like, um, he makes comments now. Like if I mentioned early retirement, he'll always like, oh, that's, be careful. Like the government's going to come take all your money and, you know, like stuff like that. Like, you know, tax code change and they're going to come, you know, they're going to come take all your money. And I'm just like, okay, you know, but it does like seep into my brain because then I'm like, well, you know, things could change and, you know, or inflation, like he'll talk about inflation, you know. Inflation, yeah. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of messaging from him that like, yeah. You're, you're a doctor, you have a target on your back. And some of this is like his lawyer mindset, you know, like, Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. If you're People coming for your money kind of thing, that's yes. what you're yeah. right. So no matter how much you have, like you, you're even more of a target almost if you have more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that makes sense. Do you ever find yourself saying some of those things that you're like, oh my gosh, this is just what my parents would say. Yeah. Because then I'll be like, okay, well, look, look right now we're in an inflationary period and like, it might get worse. Like that's the biggest risk of your money is like a devaluation of your money, right? Like your money doesn't go as far. Yeah. Not even the stock market. Cause that seems to pop back. It's like, oh, your money doesn't now what costs a dollar costs $10. So you better have 10 Like, oh my gosh, there's limitless things that your brain can find as examples of how your money can just be devalued, even if you have more or that there's not enough. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think it would look like to be abundant with money? Like if that's the opposite, can you imagine what that would look like? Yeah. Um,
Well, I want to say like there's like a security, but then that's almost like, I don't even know if that's abundance. That might be like somewhere. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. I definitely equate it with security too. And now I'm thinking back to my mom because my mom grew up very poor. And... Like she would tell us stories growing up, like like the like the wolf was always at the door. Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like I remember her saying that, um, and she never felt secure. Yeah, didn't have enough money. Like her parents were alcoholics, and like her dad would steal money, and then there was never enough. And mm. you know, so like she told me, like when she when she was going to get married and find a mate, like it was very important to her to find somebody that was like reliable and that was going to make a good living and like she she sought that out like she that's mm -hmm. she wanted that security in her life and to never feel like she was like someone was going to come take from her again so I think that like plays into it too like I always think about my dad telling me this stuff but I think it's coming from her too ah yeah because like I mean we don't know for sure what she was thinking or feeling but do you think she became abundant when she was secure you know, if you're equating abundance and security. I yeah. don't think abundance is security. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's good. That's a good It's like when you're example. secure, you can still be hanging on to that. You're still like, yeah. oh, this money to be secure. Yeah, the abundance is like, God, I don't even know, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. You could think of, you know, what it would look like, what it would feel like, or maybe... Um, anyone you can think of like from a movie or a book or like a character or a real life person that you can think of that kind of embodies abundance to you not just well, with money well Brooke is always in my ear like in her views about money you know what I mean like in, in just like that money is easy and like I yeah can always, I can always make money there's always money yeah. like someone, someone could take all my money and like she said this like and I wouldn't even care because I know I can make it back yeah if yeah someone took exactly. all my money, I'd be like oh, you know what I mean like it would not be like that worst um, case scenario that's what you know your dad was telling you would happen <laughs> okay so Brooke she's like saying money is easy there's always money I don't know her personally though. Um, <laughs> no, that's okay. If she's like a fantastical creature, that's a unicorn, that's fine. We just want to like play around with yeah. what someone who's abundant might be thinking, might be feeling, why, you know, and then we can compare, we can see if any of those feel a little bit true for you, but just what, you know, your brain is like having a hard time even knowing what abundance would be. I don't even like because yeah. even like if I think about like feeling an abundance of love like for my kids and my husband because like that has grown so much in the past few years of my life like that also feels like dangerous too because it's mm -hmm. like it's taken away okay so it's like I it's like I can see where I have like yeah It's almost like I'm equating abundance with like loss too. Like if you have too much of something. Yeah, so interesting to know that. Like don't get, don't 
don't go there and, and allow that feeling of abundance because then the feeling of loss is like so much greater. Yeah, this is amazing. Like you knew that you had some scarcity, like thinking, but you're actually like blocking abundance, right? Like, I'm not. <laughs> like I don't even want to feel abundant because then I, I lose it. It is like everything in my life comes down to like fear of loss and death. Like that's what it all comes back to. Like, and it's like that need for certainty that nothing bad is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it may, it sounds like it really makes sense because of how you were raised. So that's the first thing to really like understand and be compassionate with. And it's not like, um, you know, you're doing it for no reason. There's probably a, a really good reason and it serves you in some way. Yeah. It does. That future focus also serves me because like, I've always been a planner and I've always yeah. had goals and I've always yeah. done them. Like it just happens. Like, I, cause I focus on it in a way that's like, this is going to happen. And then it does like, yeah. like you yeah, created like, a phenomenal life. You've created a lot of great things. Yeah. I like that. And like at this point in my life, I kind of feel like I've a little bit been on autopilot, like, you know, raising like yeah. babies. I feel like you just go into this like yeah, kind of pain sure. for a few years. But now I'm kind of like, no, I want to kind of recreate, like, it's almost like I'm looking at like the second half of my life and I'm like, okay, I want to start anew. And like, I have visions for how I want that to be. And I want to direct those and I want to create those. So yes. But with that also comes like a, this fear of like, oh, like don't get too big because then like, boom, like it's going to be taken away, that kind of thing. Amazing. Like, it's so, so great to know that. It's like, not only like you're afraid of it in the present moment at the size you are, but it's also like almost an excuse to not grow yes. or get any bigger too, because yeah. then it could be taken away. But in reality, you're already worried that it could be taken away now too. And if you really think about, you know, you're taking away the experience now in the present moment of, you know, if it's love and you're thinking about the future and loss, then you're not in the present moment where there is that love. I know. And I, I, I literally thought about that walking out of the office yesterday and I've heard it before, but it like, for some reason I was like, okay, when I'm going to this like worst case scenario with Thomas, like, and I go home right now and I'm like upset distracted and like not present with him I'm literally missing like these moments with him now this is the thing I could worry about this for the next two years and then Thomas I'm gonna get really morbid here but Thomas could fall off his bike and get hit by a car and killed and then I have spent these two years in like worrying about his like potential OCD and and I have been robbed of those two years of present moments with him and now he's like dead you know what I mean like it's like I'm literally out of the present moment I'm I was like I'm not doing that I'm going to go home I'm not going to think about any of this other stuff for the next few hours I'm going home to be present with the kids like there's no catastrophizing there's no thinking about the coaching business I can't help you for the next few hours with your website like yeah. that all I'm doing is I'm going home and I'm going to be with him like that's it oh good <sighs> That's so good. So, so being mindful, being present, like we could even tie this back to the, the scarcity and abundance. Yeah. Like 
when we talked about catastrophizing and mindfulness being the opposite of catastrophizing. And I think of scarcity as kind of catastrophizing. It is, right? I just came up with that analogy as we were talking. Really good. Because the way you were talking about it, you know, I was like, that does sound like kind of catastrophizing, going to the worst case scenario, not really reflecting the whole truth, you know, kind of emphasizing a certain part. But what if to keep with that analogy, like mindfulness is like, um, you know, being present and, and abundance, like seeing what is there. A lot of abundance is noticing that your needs are met. Like, you know, you, you have what you need in the present moment. It's not a way of thinking of it as like, this is so much and it's going to be taken away. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is what I have. Like, just like you said, this is what I have right now. It's all I need. It's like so great. Yeah, I've never thought of abundance that way related to time, like presence or future, but for sure scarcity has that kind of like, you know. This is your next podcast, Scarcity. I know. Because that scarcity, it it is going to the future and it is like saying, oh, this is the worst thing that could happen. So I can't, I can't stop what I'm doing now because that's like the worst thing. Yeah, that's. That's so, oh my gosh. I know that's so cool. Yeah. It's like your, you could have, you know, like your example, you have money in the bank, but instead of seeing the numbers that are there and, and like, you're about to hit your goal that you set that you knew, you know, or at that time you thought would make you feel (laughs) secure, which is so, you know, amazing that you're like literally at that point where you're like, okay, now I'll feel, it's like the people who lose weight, you know, and then they get to that weight and they're like, now I'm still not happy. (laughs) So scarcity is, I love how it's tying it all back together too, because it's related to, you know, this catastrophic thinking, which is related to pain and anxiety. It is because yes, yes, it is. <laughs> it's all like it's so crazy, right? <laughs> it makes sense now to me totally why my mom has chronic pain. I mean, I know why she like you know oh she. It's she, that pain catastrophizing. It's crazy. You know, like it's she's over there on her GERD medicines and she oh my gosh, sleep and she's got fibromyalgia. And oh yeah hips hurt and I'm like oh mom my parents are fine like they're they're good and they're yeah they have a home still and they have like everything they need and they have, have they always like had a home and yes they've always had a home. Yeah, okay had food and clothing yes and okay have money okay. and like all that's fine yeah yeah so yeah what are your thoughts I like the thought, like, I will always have everything I need. Yeah. Because it's like, I will. Yeah. Like, like yeah. even if the worst thing would happen, like, we'll have, what, we'll have what we need. Like, I'll always have what I need. Yeah. Yeah. That is a beautiful one. Because especially if you can practice receiving, you'll know that you can always have everything you need because you know, if you like somehow lost all of your money, someone took all of your money, but then, you know, like your parents loaned you some money or you, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. We have parents that have things to give us. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we have friends like, yeah, 
Plus then I just, I always just discount my husband's salary. I act as if I'm like, not like married. I'm like, I act like this, it's like always, it's just like all on me. Oh, fascinating. Because yeah. he does a job. Like, yeah. he, you know. How are you feeling in your body right now? More like relaxed and more like, like, oh, just like a more, it's not, it's more relaxed, but it's like this, it's this weird place where I'm like kind of settling into like a new almost awareness. Like it's Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. but there is like, I'm still, I'm still, there is some, still some tension because I'm like, Mm. it's almost like I'm fighting the, I'm like, no, like that's a possible new way to think about it. And I could be like super relaxed, but like, I don't want to, like, it's almost like I'm not letting myself go there. Mm-hmm. Like almost like, Hmm, like I like this way of thinking about it. Like don't, but don't take away my old sort of belief system. I'm almost like, yeah, like on guard. Why do you think that might be? You just try to kind of understand it. It has to be because like our beliefs serve us in a way, right? Like they keep us, they, they feel important yeah and and like safe yeah I think like this is my default way of being like safety yeah preventing the bad things from happening of course like probably the past year just heaps on top of that with all the uncertainty around health and then I read this article that this is the perfect setup for, you know, escape variants like that are going to evade the, the current vaccines because now you've got COVID circulating in vaccinated people. And so that's the perfect opportunity for it to mutate. So as you're talking about this, how are you feeling in your body now? Super anxious. Like, yeah. What does that feel like? Where do you feel it? What do you feel? I feel like tight in my chest. I feel it in my left hamstring butt. Oh, interesting. In my jaw. I feel it in my shoulders. Everything is like, like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm like, here we get like I I and then I go to the worst case scenario with that. A few months or six months from now, we're gonna be back to where we were this is going to happen, you know, like, of course it's going to happen. Like ah, and your brain's looking for the evidence of how it's going to happen. And, you know, it's like your brain actively looks for those things. Yeah. yeah. And I'm literally imagining the virus in people's vaccinated bodies, like mutating, like I'm literally seeing, um, you know, like, okay. So you're creative. You have a big imagination. <laughs> there might be a more helpful way when you're noticing, you know, your brain going there, I don't, what do you think just has, if you just kind of ask yourself, or maybe you've had experiences in the past where you've been able to kind of switch the channel, you know, or, or calm yourself. This is where like the, this is where I think more of the like physical, like dropping into the body and like the mindfulness can come into play. And like, Mm -hmm. I haven't really, I don't have a strong practice of doing that like I don't okay. like, I haven't set that up so I do I, like I think I need that okay that's a, thought. that's a thought but I do think I need that you know anyone who's like ratcheted like if their nervous system is out of control you're not doing your best thinking anyway right like if we can get your kind of like, right? like I want like I want that as a goal I need that as a thought right yeah. so I'm just, I 
in my life. Yeah. yeah. Bring that into my life. I did try doing like last week. I did one time like when I got anxious about something. And I can't even remember what it was, but I was like, I just started using one word. Like you were like future, like you know. Uh-huh. I, started, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like worry. Uh-huh. worry. Yeah. I'm like future worry, and then I started like just doing that, and I was like, and then I was like, this is how I, like this is how it feels in my body. Yeah. You know, and I just started breathing into it. And like that, that did help. It brought me back to like the present. So I do, yeah, I, I, I again, I need, I need to do more of that. Like, you know? Here's how I see it. You'll get a lot of chances to practice a lot and you won't be able to do it hundred percent of the time. Cause it's this new skill for you. Like, you know, you're used to catastrophizing, worrying, thinking about the future, because it feels very controlled and you know what I mean? Like if I think of all the things then I can prevent something from happening, but as you're just noticing it now, you know, you can't, I love that. Just like labeling it future worry, catastrophizing. Yeah. It's really interesting with the awareness that has come to me just in the last week about all the, like almost just the different ways that I catastrophize, like, yeah, yeah not just about health, but like money and everything. Like, what about, what does it feel like in your body when you're being more present or more mindful or I love the feeling of abundance. I don't know if you've ever like really felt like, oh, just like have everything in this moment. I mean, I think that's a good one to practice like that. I've, I don't think I've done that like very often um oh I love practicing it I remember I can remember like a like a few times feeling that like it was probably like it was a while ago now maybe six months ago or something and we were like laying out on the front grass there and like we had a blanket out and like the four of us were just like laying there just looking up at the sky Mm -hmm. everyone was super like in the present moment Mm -hmm. like this is amazing like you know what I mean it was just like this is, this is it, right? Like, this is it. Like, well, like, close your eyes and imagine that. And just like, tell me what your body feels like when you, like what you feel in your body and where. It's like, it's like fullness in the chest. Mm-hmm. Does it have a color at all? I want to say blue, but I don't know if that's because I was imagining the sky. But like, oh, uh-huh. Um, what if you imagine like breathing into your chest and like expanding it out and like breathing in more and more abundance every time? You're just absorbing from what's around you. You know, there are so many things there for you. And that we realized today you've even been blocking because you think, you know, somehow by receiving more, by getting more or having more, that more is going to be taken away. Yeah. But you just. It doesn't feel like that. Like it feels like so much lighter. Mm-hmm. 
it's like full and light at the same time. Like mm-hmm. it's, like, mm-hmm. and then the mind is calm. Like mm-hmm. it's calm. Mm-hmm. If you had like a hand motion to represent, or like a body motion, or something with your arms to represent, like what that feeling feels like to you, what would you come up with? Maybe just like like putting your hand on your heart, like. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, can't remember. There's some study. I think it was. Um, I think putting your hand on your heart recreates the hormones that you get from a hug. Mm. Oh, and that's actually where I feel abundance too is in my chest there, and I do. You know, I, abundance and gratitude seem very similar to me. I imagine it like this gold, like Glennon Doyle calls it like this liquid gold. And I'm like, yes, liquid gold. <laughs> so you can practice the emotion of abundance. And, yeah. you know, the more it's like a gratitude journal, the more you're practicing it, looking out for it, the yeah. more you'll feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I do gratitude that much either, because again, I think I associate gratitude with like a lot. Like loss. That is so good to know, right? Holy cow. Like, we'll be too grateful for this. It's going to get taken away. Right? Like that is just a thought error. So, so. I'm just going to like rewire myself to practice abundance and gratitude and like, and like, and like to, and to a point where it's not associated with loss and death. Like it's. Right. It doesn't need to be. No. No no reason it needs to be that's just a sneaky way of staying in scarcity (laughs) oh this is so good this is such like i feel like this is like the this is like kind of the deep core of where it's like this right yeah so foundational and of course yes you're always gonna if you're you know always like tense and on guard and hypervigilant and scared and you know yes your body is going to be like ratcheted up all the time something's going to give you're going to have some pain or something's going to break down I mean you just you can't be in you know overdrive all the time it's it's not the best way to live it's not the best way to live. no you'll you'll feel so much better feeling that abundance Joe Dispenza let's say like if you're standing in line at the supermarket you know you can be worrying about these things or you could be like imagining your future self or feeling emotions on purpose or you know what I mean like that's that's what I would try to do when I'm driving or when I'm at a a stoplight yeah just feel just feeling emotions on purpose that's a good one yeah I just I just had this like memory of like and I remember this about myself before but it doesn't like then I keep forgetting it like so that imagining of the future self like so I have this wild imagination right like I might as well put it yes 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 exactly yeah like instead of using this imagination for terribleness (laughs) yes exactly I mean statistically you know I'd say it's probably 50 50 right the way there's like good and bad things in the world and so like if you're just focusing on all the bad things that could happen and not even wanting to like allow things that are good just because that would mean more bad. <laughs> it's like the world is a very dangerous place. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, yes, um, 
definitely like there's been an awareness that this came from my parents but then like really seeing that and then like seeing that they're safe now you know yeah and just knowing that like this is where my mind goes it's just been wired to do that yes the, the thing that always, like, I love this example so much because we just, we take it for granted that like one of the most dangerous things we do is drive in a car, but most people do not have major anxiety about driving. We buckle our kids in daily. We go places, you know what I mean? It's like, if we were to worry about anything versus like a shark attack or a lightning strike or like, or, or dying, dying on a plane or, or whatever, Sharks and planes. I definitely do those ones. Yeah. Right. Not to give you more things to worry about, but it's also like, it's so fascinating how our brain can just totally disregard, you know, kind of like factual data that would support being more scared because it's just something that we're commonplace with. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. So I'm just going to question reality and you're going to try those techniques, kind of calming yourself, practicing that abundance, maybe even putting your hand on your chest. You're just gonna be so compassionate with yourself. It's like a science experiment. Yes. How can we like make some little tweaks and changes here and there? Yeah. No, it's good. This is good. This is like this is good awareness, and I will do that. I love it. Oh, I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Good work. All right. See you next week. Bye, Amy. All right, my loves. I hope you enjoyed listening to that coaching. Going deep within yourself is really a skill that if you're curious about, I can help you with. I am starting a group coaching program. I'm so excited about starting in about 30 days. So definitely look in the show notes and get your name on the interest list, especially if you want to qualify for some special pricing deals. So I'll be taking a small group of people, 10 to 15, through a deep dive of understanding themselves and connecting their bodies and minds for healing. Be sure and check out the show notes and get on the list. All right. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind. 